Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with dementia care expert Tipa Snow. Our topics for this podcast um, are planning. How do you know when it's time to place your loved one in care? How do you deal with caregiver guilt? Um, hearing how people are struggling in care homes these days. Is it something I should even consider? I, you know, pretty big things for families to mm-hmm. confront. Is it time? Yeah. And I will say that in my 43 years, I have learned that by the time a family says, how do I know when it's time? My, and it's, this is not a glib answer. It's just honestly, usually about three months before you asked was the time that it would have been probably the right time, about three months on average. By the time people build up to asking that question, it's past time. Um, because they are there to a place where they're empty, they're frustrated to a point of nothing is going to help. Um, they're desperate. They are not looking at things optimistically. They're feeling like I've got to do something. This is awful. This is going to be awful. And so the reticular activating system, the part of your brain that allows you to see one thing and then see another and see another and move in a direction of, okay, well, you know, why don't we try this? Let's see what happens. Here's a couple of things that we're looking for. That ability to move in a more positive direction of reticular activating, um, that's gone. And so now this is going to be awful. Oh my God, I feel so guilty. This is this is horrible. How can I do this to my dad? But I can't do this anymore. He's going to hate it. And we just, every little thing just drives us deeper and deeper into the, the gully. So I think that's one of the tough parts is, by the time we ask, we're already on a negative spiral. I, I think the the biggest reason might be fear, because I mean, none of us mm-hmm. like confrontation. Oh, none of us mm-hmm. want to say, you know, we're going to drag mom or dad off to the home because it might not be pleasant. Dad might not want to go, and dad's still a fairly big guy. And mm-hmm. it could be that it could be guilt because you know, I feel it feeling like you're a failure. I mean, I thought I'd be able to do this. I mean, who who can't take care of their own kids? Who can't take care of their own family? Who can't do this? It shouldn't be this hard, but I can't figure out how to do it. Some of that. There's some of, you know, I've got to work. I don't have a way around it. He can't be alone. So there's so many of, you know, the I can't, I I, I tried, I, 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 you know, so I think that's the other side of it, Greg, is uh, we're, we're afraid or we're feeling like failures or we're feeling a lot of guilt or we're angry. We're actually angry that we've gotten to this place, that this is robbing everybody of a relationship. Um, and that's, that's a tough, when we're in emotional distress, it's a really tough place to make good choices and to support other people in those places places actually at the same time that's a that's a hard one it it may sound a little quip but i mean we should have been planning for this so we'll just uh, throw that aside because obviously we didn't but i mean mean, you know in an ideal world talk about it and come up with some sort Mm -hmm. of a plan but we've we're past that now so are there tips on how you can sort of broach the subject or do you just basically kidnap mom or dad and take Mm -hmm. them out for coffee and not break bring them home Oh, please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> um, well, as usual, it's it's a, it depends. And it depends is where is the person in their brain change? 
Are they very early in their brain change, but due to physical or physiological, like they have diabetes, they have hypertension, they have Parkinson's. I mean, like there are so many factors. So if they're fairly early and they really don't like this idea of going somewhere, then I would team up with them and say, I don't like it either. But here's where we are. I want us to try it. If you absolutely hate it and there is absolutely nothing good that comes of it, we can revisit. But I'm going to ask you for something. And this is going to be super hard. And this is going to be really, really potentially hard for both of us. I'm going to ask you to try it for six weeks. Now, the time frame I pick is one where for most human beings, the new becomes a pattern and the pattern becomes what we do. And we've actually settled into a new lifestyle. Um, but the way I frame it is, got it. You don't want to do it. I'm not really looking forward to it either. So I partner with you. Um, if somebody is further down the road of dementia and they, well, I, I just can't understand because, you know, I just, I just want to stay here. I, I just... And so there's not a lot of deep thinking. It's just, I want, this is what I want. I don't see why I have to. And it's emotional state. It's pretty emotional. Yeah. And it's also where, well, I'll just go back to work then if that's what it's like, well, you're 82, mom. I'm not thinking that's, you know, so there's also some getting lost in time or place or something. So in our world, more like an emerald state, you know, that's not real stable. It sort of comes and goes some. I might say, mom, you know, here's what we're going to try something and i've got a feeling some some of it it's going to be okay some's not we're going to visit somebody and we're going to visit somebody who's at in a one of these places that we we could go to but right now i just want you to visit them and we're going to have lunch there and see what it feels like to have lunch there so we're just going to go somewhere and have lunch so we're just and i would just say we're going to go somewhere and have lunch and the place we go is this place um, and we sort of make arrangements ahead of time that we come for midday and we say, oh, well, look, they're doing this right after. Why don't we stay for that? And we see how that goes. And then we leave. We leave that space and we see what happens. So I think what we call baby bites exposure, because I don't want to just throw mom in the deep end and walk away. I mean, that doesn't work well, typically for many people, but simply saying, you know, this is a place we're going to go eat lunch and make arrangements with a place to visit and see who can come and sit at the table or stop by the table. Or it's sort of finding out what does it feel like in that environment with that social for both of you. Um, so, I'm in Canada. You're in the United States. You've been to Australia. You've been yeah. to Great Britain. Where else yeah. have you been on doing this? Oh, Poland. I've been to, yeah, you know, yeah, lots of different places. In, in our country, and I'm assuming it's probably the same in yours. I'm not too sure about the others. Yeah. I can't, I can go shopping for a new car, but I can't go shopping for a care facility. We have an opening. Your mother has two days to decide whether or not she's going in there. Is it yeah. the same in wow. other countries? And how do we move past that? Uh, okay, so Canada is a unique phenomena. I will say, you know, in, in general, in, in, even in England, they give you more options to say than you guys have up your way. Uh, it's sort of like, here's a slot, take it or not. Um, in the U.S., that's the case if you are full government paid under Medicaid guidelines, let's say. Uh, but if you're private paying, you have more options. And the same is true in Australia. There are care 
but you're given, here's this option, here's this option. And you can go shopping ahead of time, or you can, you know, but once you get your option, then you have to act on it. That's still true. I think um, the only way that's going to change is if the demand is, this isn't working. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the care homes are so shoved full in Canada and in the States in some places. And it's shoved full, as I say, not because they don't have any spaces, but because they don't have enough staff to have more spaces filled. And right now, staffing is actually in the States more of what's driving how many people you can bring in. Um, compared to Canada, which I think is just spaces, how many spaces you have. And so people are waiting in hospitals. Um, people are waiting at home for spaces to open up. And I think if that's the case, that's not going to change unless we figure out either how to do more support in homes so that families don't have to make the placement choice or we decide that some of those spaces that are hospital spaces, maybe we need to revamp them and reconsider because that population that we're looking at, that aging population, I don't know about, actually do know about Canada. We aren't expecting those numbers to go down real soon of increasing numbers of people who will need support. Unless there's some mystery I don't know about, Greg. <laughs> Deepa, um, somebody has probably been listening to this podcast going, what's the answer, damn it? Well, you know, we're, we're, we've just sort of spent, uh, what, eight minutes, and, and yeah. we've said basically that there isn't a simple answer. So if, you, if you're if you not going to give me a simple answer, what can I do? Can I talk to somebody? I'm going to give you a consultant. On <laughs> you, no, you need a consultant to help you work through this. You do and you should get consultation and you may need some coaching. You may actually need a mentor one-on-one -on -one for a little bit to work through how do you do this. Because one of the things about our mentors at PAC, and you can get mentor hours, where you actually consult with them and you work with, this is what I need to do. How do I do this? And you say, and you guys work out a coaching uh, session where you're going to rehearse your skills before you have to use your skills with the person you really care about. So it might be a consult. It might be a mentor call, but we believe that there are answers to these questions, but we got to talk because it's a relationship that takes a little effort to get to a good place where what we, what we can provide for one another is going to work for you. Tipa, thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. For more dementia care information and training, go to tipasnow.com. If you're signed into your Spotify account, we'd love to get your feedback. How? Click into the episode details and look over the episode question and poll. Send us your comments and vote so we can answer your questions and better tailor this content to your needs. We look forward to hearing from you.